And this is Rebecca. And, and we're, we're the, the Averys. So, happy Sunday. It's Sunday, June 7th today. June 7th? June 7th. Thought we'd never make it to June, but here we are. In, in fact, it's the 7th. Yeah. And it is the day after June 6th, which is the anniversary of D-Day, an important day in world history. It really is. Yeah, it is the day that um, Allied forces staged an assault on German positions on the beaches of Normandy, France. I've seen a lot of movies about that. That was a horrific. Yeah. That was trying to storm those beaches. Yes. Man, talk about scary. You just, and luck. I mean, you know, it's really a matter of luck to sur- survive that. Absolutely. It's, and it's, uh, it's really kind of on our bucket list. We'd like to go to Normandy. We you have know, a few things on our agenda today. You know what would be cool is what? if they had a, a, an attraction where you went to the beaches of Normandy and they had like the sound and everything to really, so like as you're, you know, you're coming up, as you're storming the beach of Normandy, you could hear all the, all of that as you're doing it. That would be cool. I wouldn't doubt that there's something like that, maybe with some um, headsets. Yeah. So you could hear the sounds of it. So let's start with our COVID-19 moment this week. Okay. We actually had a couple of moments. Well, we've got... Oh, I thought we were going to do the other thing first. You said a minute ago we were doing the news. Oh, you want to start with news from around the world? Well, no, I'm not ready. Okay, so why don't we... (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, if you will, a a chaotic studio (laughs) where nobody knows what the hell is going on. So let's start with our COVID-19 moment. We actually had a couple of those this week. One was yesterday where we we actually went to breakfast at a restaurant. We went inside, sat down at a restaurant. And dined. And dined. It was... Amazing. Yeah. I would like to say it was awesome. It wasn't awesome, but it It was... was so nice. It was nice to go in and sit down. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was our first COVID-19 moment. The county is in what is called phase two. Finally. and Yeah, really. Long overdue. um, And shout out to the mayors in our area and... I guess, county executives who basically told the state, we're going to open no matter what, yeah. come hell or high water. So I, I really like that. Um, and then our second COVID moment Wait, happened. we didn't even talk really. Oh, about the... You're just rushing through everything. I am. About our dining experience, You're our right. breakfast. Yeah. Yes. So we go in. Yes. And um, so on Facebook, I saw that there was a, a place called... Um, Bastion Brewing that we've never been to, but it's a brewery, but they said that they serve breakfast. And so I said to Ann, let's, hey, let's go try it. So we went there and it was, what time did we arrive? Oh, we probably got there about 8.15 or so. Yeah. So um, we walk in. and A.M. 8.15 a.m. 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 Yes. yes, for breakfast. Yeah. And we walk in and say, are you serving dining? And they're like, yeah. And so um, they've got like every other table marked off. And so, but nobody was there really when we, we were there. So we just then sat down and uh, the kind of a bummer thing though, is they served everything in paper plates and paper cups. And um, I don't really see the point of that. I mean, your dishwasher. Well, they're phasing in, they probably have a very short staff. They don't have everybody back yet. 
So it's kind of an abundance of caution thing. If I wanted to eat on a paper plate, I'd eat at home. I know, but we got to go out and eat on a paper plate, and that's the thing. I want to eat on a real plate. You will eventually, but right now, having a dining experience on a paper plate is okay. Not really. It is for breakfast. It's fine. Especially not for breakfast. I mean, maybe for lunch or something, but not breakfast. <laughs> and plastic. Do we have plastic forks? We did. Yeah, not, you know. Anyway, so it it wasn't like my dream welcome back to going out for breakfast experience. No, but it was a fun experience. It was. Yeah. It was. So we're in there, and um, people are coming in. Some people are getting breakfast to go. <clears throat> and this guy comes in, and he says, I'm just here for a beer. Yeah. And I'm thinking, it must be later than I thought, you know. Because uh, I did sleep in a little bit, so and then Anne had a, a work call, and so I was thinking it may, probably must be like around eleven or something. Yeah. And um, so anyway, and then more people came in and went to the bar side, and so at eight thirty, the, their bar capacity was like half full. A.M. Day drinking. Day drinking. Pull a pull a draft. Pull a draft. Breakfast beer. a draft beer. of beer. Yeah. Breakfast beer. Yeah. I was kind of, I wouldn't say I was shocked by it, but I was surprised that, I mean, I don't normally see people have beer for breakfast. I think in, in, in earlier times, beer was a, was a staple. Well, what do you mean like earlier times? Like medieval. Medieval. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going way back. Yeah, way pre-COVID. No, you know what? It, it was open. People are out and about. Um, it was a nice day. Just, out for you know, a lot of people. And I just was surprised to weekend. see the bar full, you know, at 9 a.m. I thought just, it was kind of cool. And then our second COVID moment came later in the day when we went to where, Rebecca? Oh, you know what is open? Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Hobby Lobby. I was so excited. And, and in fact, we went in there. And as we were checking out, this other lady came in, and she just went, yay, when she walked through the door. <laughs> and I was like, that's right. That's exactly right. So um, we picked up a few things, and Anne's like, are you ready to go? And I said no, and I made her walk the entire store. Pretty much. Yep. And look at ev much. everything. And um, we bought just a couple of little things. But you know what they have there, Anne? What, Rebecca? They have a lot of... Patriotic stuff, which I thought, oh, this is fun. For 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can get, you know, like these metal stars, you know, mm -hmm. red, white, and blue. And, you know, I'm like, these are cute. Let's pick up a few things for Club Flyover. Mm -hmm. And everything I picked up in their patriotic section was made in China. Yeah, because that, and that's why it's so inexpensive. You know, I know that most of the stuff that we buy is made in China. And I wish that we had other alternatives, as I'm sure a lot of you do, considering everything that's gone on lately. But the one thing that I just can't do is I can't buy patriotic stuff made in China or anywhere out of the country. I think that's wrong. I think that, you know, if you're going to, if you're feeling patriotic, then you need to buy your patriotic stuff that's made in America. Don't I'm you? with you. I, I'm with you. Our flag that we have outside was made in America. I know, and I looked to make sure before yeah. I bought it. Uh, but you know, these things are sold in such large quantities that, 
and they're very inexpensive and they're manufactured and I don't care regions of the world with very low labor costs yeah don't don't care don't care and I mean like and we didn't buy anything because of that right we did not no no, no I mean we bought other stuff that I'm sure is made in China but not patriotic stuff that's where I draw the line well so, and everybody could get crafty and make their own patriotic stuff that's true for Fourth of July decoration. Yeah, all you have to do is buy the material made in China, and then you can make your own, and that would, the, or, or not. You can buy <laughs> other stuff that you could bedazzle and paint and sparkle up. You know what I like at Hobby Lobby? What? What's that? I like their artificial flowers. Yeah, you do. They you, you do look amazing. Yeah, they, those are our COVID nineteen moments this week. Now, shall we go to the news portion? Yes, and our news segment. Well, news. News around the, the world. world. Take it away, Rebecca. You've got stuff to talk about. I do. Well, I found these interesting articles. Mm-hmm. This first one is called Tiny Human Livers Grown in the Lab Have Been Successfully Transplanted into Rats. See, I'm already grossed out. So, so which means... So two main points here. Number one, we we're growing tiny human livers, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Is it? Well, if you need a liver, it is. Okay. And the second thing is, there's rats with human livers. Are they doing that to see if they'll survive? Is this part of the testing? Well, let me read this to you. Okay. It oh. says... Scientists have successfully transplanted functional miniature livers into rats after growing the bioengineered organs in the lab from reprogrammed human skin cells. Now, how do you reprogram a human skin cell? And they're mini livers, so this is like, you know, like baby carrots? Right. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Baby carrots are actually real carrots that have just been ground down to little ones. Are they? Yeah. Miniature liver reprogramming thing yeah it is a it's groundwork for future treatments to address the terminal liver failure a disease that disease that claims over 40,000 people in the u.s every year 40,000 40,000 people die because their livers are bad no way really yeah every year every year wow yeah i'm sure it has nothing to do with alcohol consumption well it, it might for some people, but it may not for many others. I know. We I'm don't sorry. know that. No, but I think that, I mean, because you can't donate a liver because you've only got one, right? I, no, you can donate part of your liver, I think. Can you? Yeah, I, th- I think it's regenerative. Yes. Well, then that might explain why they can grow them. Maybe. So it says here, know. the other thing is that they can use these lab-grown livers as a temporary thing to keep you alive while you're waiting for a real transplant. Kind of like a spare tire? Yeah. You know, like the new spare tires? Or they're not new, but they've been around for a while. It's a smaller tire. Yeah. Designed to get you maybe, what, 20 miles down the road? Yeah. So it says that 14,000 Americans at any given moment won't receive a transplant because they don't live long enough. Oh, boy. So That's harsh. So don't you feel bad now that you made fun of the, la- the rats with the human livers? 
It's still kind of gross. But what if what if the rats escaped containment with human livers? What do you think would happen? Like if they started, you know, they escaped and they started, they went wild out in the wild with their human livers. I, I don't even know where to go with that. I I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what would happen. Would they morph into humans? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. Well, and did you, you did you see last week where monkeys stole the coronavirus? Samples? No. Yeah. So in India, a monkey like went and mugged a guy and stole the coronavirus sample, and then they saw him up in the power lines or whatever chewing on the chewing on the test tube with the blood in it. Oh God. Okay. There's nothing good that can come of that. No. No. You know, that's just one more thing. That's a nightmare looking for a place to happen. (laughs) That's just one more thing. Okay. Well, let's, we got to get onto something better than that. Okay. So I suppose if you're scientific and you like the research world, I, I I think that's really interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I, and it's good news. I guess it probably is. If you need a liver, it's good news. Getting the livers though. Yeah, well, that's another story. Yeah, that's a whole other side that's, to yeah. medical research. Right. Okay, but that was interesting. And then I think you have another story, right? Well, last week we talked about um, SpaceX and NASA sending up the dragon. Doug and Bob. Doug and Bob. Doug and Bob. Up, up on friends. the dragon. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so they interviewed them after they got to the space station. And... Um, Apparently, it wasn't quite as smooth as what they're used to on the space shuttle. A little bit of a bumpy go there. It was a bumpy go. (laughs) And the quote is, it was a little more alive is the best way I would describe it. I love that. And he said um, that our expectation was, as we continued with the flight into second stage, that things would basically get a lot smoother than the space shuttle did. But Dragon was huffing and puffing all the way into orbit, and we were definitely driving or riding a (laughs) rack. Are you trying to say Dragon? Yes. Imagine, so you're Doug and Bob on this, you know, brand new shuttle, and you're thinking, on rocket, and and you think that, you know, okay, it's going to go smoother from here, and then it's like, chugga, 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 chugga. That would be a little scary. Well, the thing was living up to its name, Dragon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they also said that the dragon had that new car smell, mm. which is interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if they had like one of those uh, trees. That air put freshener. A- yeah. <laughs> For the new no, car smell. No, because it's so new. It, you yeah. don't need a tree yet. Yeah. Because it's got the new car smell. Yeah. Yeah. True. All but right. Bob and Doug are up there. They had a sporty ride up, and uh, hopefully the ride back will be nice and smooth. Yep. So everything's swell there. Being on ice. All right. What else do we have to talk about today? You have the list. What? I've got the list. You have the list. Yeah. We learned yesterday that since, well, I don't know what the date, since what, COVID or the protests? Not sure. But 5 million new gun registrations in the United States. Yes. New. Yeah. Gun registration. Gun registered owners yeah or owners owners. new owners so that's That's a lot of people folks yeah so that's not just us going out and buying another gun no that is people who have never owned a gun five million people who have never owned a gun in the last 
Well, whatever. Yeah. Forever. No, but in the last couple of months. Yeah. Have gone out and purchased a, a new firearm. Firearm. Yeah. Interesting, right? It is. And so, um, you know, I think that I think it started with the pandemic and then um it increased with the riots. Yeah, the the yeah, the violent behavior and the looting. Yeah. And the property destruction. So five million new gun owners. Yeah. In the US. So yeah. And how do we know that? Well, uh, we were told by the guy that we bought a gun from. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anne picked up a new... Uh, well, you tell him about it, Anne. I bought a new trap gun yesterday. A tra- you know, where you shoot um, clay pigeons, skeet. It's a um, shotgun. So it's, a, it's an over and under 20-gauge uh, shotgun. It's a pretty gun. It's nice. It's a really nice gun. I'm real happy with it. And um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, we're going to go to some skeet shows and do some things once they get back open again. Yeah. And then uh, I need to learn how to shoot it. I've never shot one, so I'm kind of, uh, I don't, I'm not interested in shooting it until I learn how to operate it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I like um, I like sport shooting, um, obviously, you can figure out that I'm a proponent of the Second Amendment. Um, and I like the ability to procure firearms if I so desire. And, ladies, if you are looking for a good handgun, Anne and I bought, these are great. These are nice guns. So we bought the Smith & Wesson M&P 380. 380 Easy Shield. Yeah. And, um, really nice. I, my automatic pistol. Yeah. I had a nine mil, a Glock, uh, nine millimeter. It was a Glock 19 before Mm -hmm. that. And it was actually a little too big for my hand and it was really hard to, um, rack it back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I ended up selling that one legally, of course. And, um, we went in to our local range and we test fired a lot of guns. And the one that we ended up choosing was the Smith and Wesson M and P 380 easy shield. And it is a great gun. It's, it's yeah. easy to rack back. It's easy to load. Um, I really like it. And of course I had to bedazzle mine. You did. Yours has some really cool purple camo yeah. on the slide. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. Anne left hers black and boring, but, you know. Because I am boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the first thing I did when I brought it home was looked up, how can I bedazzle my gun? That's right. And uh, it's really cool, so. I'm, I'm very boring. But we go and we shoot the, um, those handguns at the range all the time, and mm-hmm. we're getting better shots and w- really comfortable with the, the weapon. That's the thing. You need to be really comfortable with your weapon, um, and you need to lessons. be safe. And, and, yeah, you and you need to take lessons. a safety class. Because yeah. if you're going to own a gun, you need to take a safety class and make sure that you are engaging in safe gun ownership. It's absolutely critical because um, we enjoy sports shooting 
But the last thing we want to do is is something irresponsible or have an accident. Well, and I don't um, want anybody else to shoot me either. So exactly, um, exactly. Safe practice. Yep. And <laughs> I guess we have a theme going this week. Um, what did I buy for fun that I thought would be cool? What? That you found out about yesterday. What? The lockpick set. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, Anne was saying that on Facebook there was an ad, and it was kind of like, you know, this is a fun thing for your kids to learn. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is, it's a, it's like a master lock, but the case is see-through. And then it comes with a set of um, tools. We won't call them lock picks because I think those are illegal. Tools. Yeah. So well, it, because it is, it's a kids game. Yeah, it's a kids game. Yeah. So it comes with um, tools, not lock picks, that you insert into the lock to pick it. Yeah, it's like a STEM activity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it so science. Technology, engineering, and math. Right. And yeah. so it's to learn how to, in case you ever get locked out of, you know, your master lock, or I suppose you could use it for any lock, you know, it teaches sure, you how to enter. House, yeah. Or your shed. Right. Right. If you ever get locked out of your shed. Yeah. You can get these fun little tools that comes with this. And maybe un- see through lock. Unlock the lock. Yeah. It's a yeah. life skill. I'm, I'm not going to change careers over it. No. But I've always been kind of fascinated by that stuff. And I know. It seems like a fun little thing to do. It does. Uh, well, I think, it, yeah, I think it's a good skill to have. It's a MacGyver kind of thing. It totally is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We just That's want... for you, Shana, MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. We just want to be prepared. So we want to hear from you, the Avery's podcast at gmail.com. Right, Rebecca? Right, Anne. And what do we want to hear about? Anything. Anything. Yeah. If you want to be a guest on our show, let us know. Yeah. Um, if you have any interesting topics to share with us. Let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, we'll podcast you later. Until next Sunday, everybody. Podcast you later. Ciao.